Hello, and welcome back to Splash of Cinema. This is our fourth episode of the Succession Season 4 episode recaps, and today we're going to be reviewing Episode 4, Honeymoon States. Uh, So in this episode, we just got word that Logan Roy had passed. Uh, We sort of saw the kids' initial reactions to it. But this steps right in into a period of grief for the kids, and it was a great episode with a lot of twists and turns throughout the episode. Some blackmailing, if you want to call it that. And clearly, people are fond of some people within Raystar, and others aren't. So, John, just some initial reactions from episode four. It was a great episode. Yeah, I really love this episode. In the context of the season so far, it's probably my least favorite, but that, I think, speaks to the quality of the episodes in the season. A lot has happened, and this one was kind of a little bit toned down in terms of events. There was a little bit more character building some feelings are going out there as to how the rest of this season is going to play out, how the characters view each other. I wasn't shocked. I think I even predicted this last episode, but there was some blood in the water and some characters seem to be written off that are going to have to climb back into the fray. Especially Tom didn't get too much agency in this episode. He is definitely fighting an underground battle to try to maybe put his name in for the CEO. I mean, he threw his name in there. But we'll see how that holds. But yeah, it ended up working out in the sense that Succession played out and they did get their new interim CEO. We'll see if it holds. But Roman and and Kendall, what do you think about that team running the company together, Pete? Yeah, I I sort of saw it coming. I don't know. I feel like we've talked about Roman's a big focal point of this season uh, and his increased agency and sort of maturity. Like he's just matured a lot throughout the season. So if Kendall was taking over, I certainly saw Roman going there with him. And, you know, Kendall seems the most fit. He has a great relationship with Matson for the most part. They're sort of friendly, but in a banter type way with Roman and Kendall with Matson. And, you know, everyone involved with Waystar wants to get out. They want to see this sail through and then just get out of the business, uh, especially those in the old guard. So that whole scene with, you know, Carl, Frank and Jerry with that note, I thought that was super important because Frank had a line. It slipped me the first time, but then I watched the episode back and he says, aren't you scared of the little princess? So I don't think that the old guard wants to see Shiv involved with Waystar at all. And that was clearly shown by, you know, Logan's decision in writing to put Kendall as CEO in the event of his death. So I think that's really important. And I I don't know. We'll see how it shakes up. Uh, I think Josh Aronson will play a big part in this season as well, played by Adrian Brody, as he, you know, has interacted with Kendall and Roman in the past. And I think he'll be a big player uh, with the Gojo deal. But yeah, interesting episode. It went from grief to sort of elation for Kendall. In the first scene, you could see he was not doing really well. Uh, The Harvard economics shirt was out. So whenever Kendall wears that, he's not doing great. And, you know, Shiv was just dehumanized in this episode, I want to say, if that's a good way to put it. You know, clearly she has no footing in the multimedia realm with Waystar. She's has experience in politics. Uh, so maybe an ATN connection there, but in no way is she fit to run runway star. And she's offended by that, but it's just facts. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Uh, she simply isn't fit to run the company. And uh, I, I really like the scene where Carl gives the hard truth to Tom because, you know, that's that's also the truth. Tom is not fit to run the company as well. We'll see with Kendall and Roman. I think they do have what it takes to run the company. I think Kendall in himself has a lot of outside connections that he can bring into Waystar and possibly affect it through Stewie and Sandy. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think everyone just wants to get that Gojo deal. And I certainly think that's going to be the crux of the fifth episode for sure. 
Yeah, we saw that in the trailer, and I think Mattson's definitely going to play a more important role going forward. And I could even see some sort of situation in which he takes over. He probably is the most likely to, at this point, take over the big Waystar brand, and then Kendall or Roman will probably run ATN in some capacity. The big thing about this episode, the big question, and you referenced it in, by calling it the document, is Logan's sort of last will almost. But it's not an official will, and that's super important. It really holds no legal status. But it seems clear that from Logan's final wish, at some point, he made little annotations on his will. And I don't know, the big question is, did he underline Kendall's name as taking over as CEO, or did he cross it out? I'm of the belief that he underlined. It seemed like an underline. It's definitely up in the air. And of course, they probably want to honor Logan's wish in some capacity, but Kendall sees it as an underline. I think Roman and Shiv might see it as an underline, but are going to argue that it's actually his name crossed out. And we saw the sibling rivalry come back into play here. While they've been together for the first three episodes, pretty much on the same side in almost every issue, now they have to reconcile are they kind of breaking up as a little trio or not? Are they going to put one person forward and, and Kendall wanted himself to be the person put forward and who are they going to discard? And, and I think Shiv was convinced that in the, in the moment it would be better to put Kendall and Roman forward as, as the successors. But for her, yeah, that was just hard to watch as she came to the realiza- realization that really formally she's going to play no role in the company, at least as they navigate through this next set of challenges. And she was really incredibly devastated by that. And Kendall and Roman made some promises to her, but we'll see if those hold. They ended up getting her on their side, which they haven't really been successful at before. She's always been anti anyone taking over but herself. But I think if she wants to take over, it's pretty much a pipe dream unless something big happens. And the old guard... I don't think want to see a kid take over either. In, the, in those little conversations, they're trying to decide which one of them should take over. Jerry wants it to be her. Carl wants it to be him. They're all like, naturally, this would be the next best step. But this interim CEO thing is actually a pretty big deal because there's a good chance that person will stay. But you know, with Kendall, he could screw up royally. And I think there were some moments that alluded to the fact that he might. He doesn't seem like his normal self. He's definitely reeling from this death. Roman also reeling. Shiv wants to position herself, but has no ground to stand on without Logan. It's amazing how much some people's positions just completely change when Logan's not there. Even Greg doesn't really have a role anymore. Logan did like him. And the old guard is playing a more important role than they did before now. And Roman's right. Half that room was going to be fired, but now they're there. and, And that's the reality that the writers have to deal with. Yeah. Absolutely. I did just want to note, I've been just all over, you know, succession TikTok fan videos and stuff. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but there's actually two Easter eggs in the posters for season four of succession. So the one is them all standing up and in the top right corner, you can see a plane. So obviously, you know, Logan died on a plane. That's super important. And the second one, it's them just around a table and everyone is looking at the piece of paper with Kendall's name crossed out besides Shiv and Logan, which I think is really cool. So sort of a, I don't know, a little Easter egg from the posters that I thought was really great. But yeah, to your point, just I don't see Greg having any role in the season from now on. As you were saying, Logan was really the only one who vouched for Tom and Greg. 
And, you know, they're sort of a team in Waystar, the disgusting brothers. So I just don't see them being even at the table, to be fair. Uh, I think it's going to be the old guard and the kids. I don't even think Shiv will have a place either. She is really hurt by sort of Logan's words of them taking over the company. So I think it'll definitely need some talking to from Roman and Kendall to sort of alleviate her and uh, make her back to the ground again. Obviously, she does fully accept that, you know, Roman and Kendall will take over the company, but there's definitely some bad blood there between the siblings uh, from that decision. I Like you said, it's it, it wasn't a boring episode per se, but not much to happen. I mean, it, after, you know, an episode that is regarded as, you know, one of the best episodes in TV history happened, oftentimes the next episode's going to be a little dull. And that's what I felt from this. Uh, granted, it's still great. It's succession. But to the standards of the season, I, I think it was below par. It, it of course, has that big substance storyline of the next takeover, the interim CEO. That's the big storyline in this episode. But the tertiary storylines kind of reeling from this big death are also equally as important, perhaps, and how it's going to foreshadow the future. I mean, you saw Marsha come back. That's huge. And it's clear there's a little bit of deception going on with her. I doubt her and Logan were close. It's clearly a lie. But she has managed to find herself back in the picture. And likewise, we have some characters that are completely out. You mentioned Greg and Tom. I think they might have a little ground to stand on to come back in some capacity. But I think Carrie is going to be the one suffering the most. She had an absolutely traumatic breakdown in this. And Marsha was completely cold-hearted to her, as as would be expected. I think she's going to quickly find herself just completely out of the show, perhaps. As I mentioned last episode, I thought her head was going to roll, and I was pretty happy to see my prediction come true in that capacity. <laughs> it sucks for her character, but Carrie's done. I think the other tertiary plot point was Shiv being pregnant. That's very interesting. Do we even know if it's Tom's? And if it is Tom's, that plays a pretty interesting role in how their relationship is going to be navigated going forward, especially if they come out both on the fringes. Do they get back together and maybe make some sort of power play? And then the other one, the one that kind of finishes up the episode is Hugo, who mentioned to his daughter that Logan died and there's very, very questionable stock sell off right before the news breaks. That looks terrible for a company and that could play an important role going forward. And Kendall, in a power play move, absolutely uses it to blackmail Hugo and and get him on his side with some press release stuff. And so Kendall is a, a little bit of a shark again, in a way that we haven't seen since season one, season two, and early in season three. Shiv is pregnant and trying to navigate her new role in the company. And yeah, Carrie's, Carrie's done, but... Marsha, I think, has been probably the most hated character in all of Succession, and she didn't redeem her reputation here at all, but like it or not, she's back, and we're going to have to figure out what to do with her and, and how to think about her going forward. On a funny note, one of the comic relief pieces I liked was she immediately agreed to sell the house to Connor for what <laughs> seemed like well over the money that it was probably worth, but she's going to try to make some money for sure off what she can get from Logan's assets. So we'll see. And the honeymoon states line. It's just hilarious. Connor and Connor and Will are going on a honeymoon to like all the Rust Belt states that have swing boats. With his 1%, maybe he can turn it into like 1.2% or 1.5%. So we'll see. Yeah, I chuckled a lot 
for our audience, we're both from Pennsylvania. So when they said that, I was like, I just lost it. I thought it was super funny. Yeah, it's great to see Kiyama Boss playing uh, Marsha again. She's great in the role. Very hateable. And I think that's uh, Jesse Armstrong's goal with her character, sort of countering the love that all the audience has for Logan. You have this devil in her ear in a way, in his ear in a way. And yeah, I I definitely think she was lying about how they talk every day. Uh, I think she's just living off of Logan's wealth and fortune. And she certainly benefited from his death as uh, a lot of money was allocated for her in the event of his death. While you were talking about Marsha, she said, I remember that line to Willa. She's like, look how far you've come. And Willa kind of digs back at her and says, look at us both. Because really, they're in almost the same position. They haven't done anything on the business side. They just married into the wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see her character throughout the rest of the season if she takes a more active role in the sort of doings of Waystar, but I don't see that happening. I think she's going to take a backseat, sort of look at it from a bird's eye view and assess even if she wants to be involved with the family anymore or just, you know, take the money and run. Because to be honest, that's what she did during season three uh, and the first few episodes of season four. She was just, you know, living her life wherever around the globe. But yeah, that's, that's really all I have for this episode. There wasn't much substance, but certainly the acquisition of Waystar via Kendall and Roman is super important. And it's sort of, uh, in the first season, you know, they were co-COOs and they sort of butted heads at times. So we'll see as their joint CEO venture, how that evolves. Yeah, it's very exciting. I I think this episode was kind of an in-between episode between snippets of action. Of course, the last snippet was the death episode, as they call it, Logan's death. And the next one's going to be, it appears from the trailer, them going to see Madsen in Sweden in his retreat. And this is going to be very interesting for him as well, too. Like Mattin has some ground to stand on now. The stock price dropped. I think he might even try to acquire Waystar for way less. So it's going to take some savvy conversation from Kendall and Roman and probably Shiv, if she goes in some capacity there, to convince Mattin to now go with the original terms. The script has completely flipped. Beforehand, they were going to gouge him for more money, and he knew that. And now they're going to have to maybe settle for less. And that's what what the shareholders want. Everyone wants this sale to go through, but it still has to go through at a reasonable price point. And Mattson appears to be the guy that takes it over next and kind of takes over the job of Logan within the company. But I think Kendall and Roman also really, really want to hold on to some power. They're not so much about money. They're, they're about the power that the Waystar name commands. Meanwhile, Jerry and Carl and all them seem happy with taking the money and leaving. So there might be some conflict there as well. I've never seen Kendall want to give up the power. Roman either. I mean, they probably will end up doing that, but it's going to take some serious convincing either from uh, the old guard or Matson's going to blackmail them to some degree. But yeah, it, it is interesting. Just that whole situation with it just shows how big of a presence Logan Roy is in this environment of the show. It's just massive. You know, their their evaluation has dropped so much that I think Gojo's going to lowball them, as you mentioned. So that'll be interesting to see. I, I love like business negotiation scenes too. The opening scene of season one with the CEO, Walter and Kendall, like that's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, so it'll be really cool to get back to those scenes, sort of the nitty gritty negotiation blackmailing that Succession is famous for, I think. Yeah, and this grief period is going to end very quickly. 
succession moves on from from periods like this super quickly you know season one we saw this kendall accidentally gets the waiter killed and next thing you know it's back to business and and even logan a, a titanic figure within the show dies and everyone immediately has to be angling because that's the nature of this corporate world the stockholders the shareholders don't don't rest for anyone and all these shareholders, Stewie, we saw in this episode, Sandy Furness with his little smile at the funeral, they're now back into the conversation in a way that they were never really when Logan was around, because it was basically a sure thing that he was making them money and they were going to have to begrudgingly go with whatever decision he wanted. Now, it's not clear that someone in the wings, as they say, has the power that brand name to continue to make money for the company. They've all proven their incompetence in some facet or another of the workings of the company. And this state of mind debate about what Logan was like right before he died is especially interesting because we're never going to know. It's always going to be up to a question. But as we would have called from the first three episodes, I would have way more expected Roman's name to be on there somewhere. How old was this document? Was it a couple months old? Was it a couple weeks old? Was it a day or two before his death? We'll never know. Did he secretly want Kendall to take over and think that he was going to be ready? It's all very interesting. There's a lot up to interpretation here. Mm -hmm. And these characters are just going to interpret it with whatever their own bias is. Roman could, could say with Tom's backing, perhaps, that Logan loved him and wanted him to take over at the last moment. But Kendall won't agree with that. Likewise, Roman has agreed to be a co-CEO in the interim with Kendall, but I think ultimately he wants that power himself. So over these next few episodes, I also think the sibling dynamics going to slowly unravel. They're not going to be that strong front that they were before, and that could definitely hurt them in negotiations with Matson and the old guard. Yeah, I certainly think we're going to see the true character of all these characters, to be fair, uh, in the next few episodes. And really the greed of Matson and everything he'll do to fight to get this deal and sort of uh, lowball the price. Because as you were saying, like Logan is this titanic figure who obviously made Waystar people want to invest in them. But I think Matson has that same pool. You know, Gojo, it seems, is a parallel to our Facebook in a way, just as a brand. Obviously, you know, Zuckerberg doesn't have that charisma, but... Uh, Matson certainly does have that charisma. He's sort of, I don't know, he he wears two hats, I think. I think he's very secluded, but he also is very smart and can people please. So I think we'll certainly see him ramp up and uh, his greed ramp up as the season rolls on. Yeah, yeah, Matson is, he's coming. It's been teasing it for a while now. He's had small roles in the episode so far via FaceTime calls or audio calls. Even in this episode, he did, but... Soon we're going to see him face to face and we're going to be reminded of the figure that he was at the end of season three that convinced Logan Roy to sell his company to him. And that's going to be massive. One little snippet I wanted to shout out quick before we finish up our analysis was uh, the Sudoku on uh, Logan's desk and how the kids didn't even know he did Sudoku. That point, among others, gems within these episodes shows kind of how Little they knew their father in some capacity. They never really sat at the tables with him, as I'm sure probably all of the old guard knew that he was fond of Sudoku or other things. His kids never saw that side of him. And so I think also through these coming episodes, 
as his death impacts the characters still, we're going to get flashbacks to Logan's behaviors and memories and how everyone interacted with him and remembers him. Yeah, I also think it's important to note that although, you know, Tom may be degrading uh, with value at Waystar, he's still respected. Like Frank, he sort of preambles his whole spiel, roast of Tom with, I'm saying this as a friend, I mean this in the best of ways, and they just roast him. So I think Tom still does have some play, but it's going to take a lot for him to get back. I think the only way he does is if he gets back with Shiv, to be honest. And sort of another Easter egg that was hinted during this episode in the beginning when they were all grieving, Shiv was in bed in a University of Minnesota shirt, uh, which was clearly Tom's. You know, it's been alluded that Tom is from Minnesota, sort of came from nothing. So I think that's that's really important and sort of an Easter egg maybe that they will get back together. Uh, because really, that's the only way I see Tom getting back into the top table at Waystar. Yeah, because I mean, he's just embarrassed himself on so many occasions. Greg, likewise. So, yeah, as Carl would say to Tom, "You're a clumsy interloper, and no one trusts you. The only guy pulling for you is dead, and now you're just married to the ex-boss's daughter, and she doesn't even like you, and you are fair and squarely fucked." <laughs> that's great writing. Yeah, it was really apt. Yeah, it was a great episode for the old guard. Uh, sort of got into the the private conversations of them, which we really haven't gotten. Uh, they aren't the focal points of succession by any means, uh, but they are some serious players. Uh, and that can be seen through the writing and those minute scenes, I would say. So yeah, good episode. Uh, nothing to really complain about. Just not as good as the rest of the season, I would say. For sure. And we can't wait for episode five next week. So... That was our analysis of Succession Episode 4, Honeymoon States. We look forward to seeing you next week uh, on our coverage of Episode 5, which comes out, as you know, on Sunday nights on HBO at 9 o'clock. So we'll see you next week. Signing off, I'm John. I'm Pete. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Nice. 80 degrees. Oh, shit. That's sick. Hell yeah.